0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Whale Podcast. This is episode 117. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Adam and Caitlin.
1: What's up? Hello.
0: And we just started the breakfast podcast.
1: <laughs> I feel like is this, this the, happens like once a year. <laughs> is this, this is the earliest we've ever,
2: ever recorded?
1: <laughs> we recorded Never, this early recorded. one time when I was at my parents' house. 7.03 a.m. Because I was like in a blanket and a sweater. <laughs> Cause it was so cold.
2: Really,
0: Slater? Slater's still
2: <laughs> so waking up. Look, like, he has a cup of coffee. That sounds nice. I wish I had one. Tea. It's tea.
0: Oh, just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I had to boil it.
2: Slater always wants to do these super early, and I'm like, I'm just not down. I'm not a morning
1: person. Whatever, Adam. I would do it early.
2: Really? Is it just me that's holding us back?
1: Yeah. Pretty much.
2: All right. Yeah, well, uh... I'll consider Anyways.
1: it. Okay um let's get our morning announcements out of the way here
2: morning Um, announcements
1: thank you to everyone who supports us in whatever way shape or form that is whether it's uh patreon uh going on trips listening to the podcast rating reviewing tell people about it um wearing merch whatever it is thank you thank you thank you for supporting us um we literally wouldn't do this without you so thank you um also just kind of some updates about what we've been up to and doing. If you haven't been listening to the last couple episodes, if you like to jump around, uh, you can keep up with everything all the time on our website and on our social media feeds. It's all, um, under the name of the podcast. The website is the Everything else is at whale nerds. Um, but you can see our blog. You can see what trips we're running. Um, our October trip to San Juan islands is postponed to 2023. Um, We would still love to have you there, but also we're going to Antarctica with Cheeseman's Ecology Safaris, and uh, that's a trip that anyone can go on with us as well. So if you'd like to go on that trip and you want more information, shoot us a message or um, just stay tuned on our our websites. Our email list is a great way to get updates about that kind of stuff with direct links going right to your inbox. Uh, You can also see our merch on there, and then our video versions of our episodes are available on our. YouTube channel. I think I got everything.
0: Go fast. Go fast. Now you were saying that so fast. I mean it wasn't fast. It was just coming in fast.
1: <laughs> it wasn't okay. Dude. Maybe it is early.
0: No, I'm just joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, with that, I think sidings is what's up next.
2: That is like on the did. agenda.
0: What have we seen since then? Not a lot, I feel like. Not any of us have seen a lot.
1: I saw a lot.
0: Whatever. You're just a hater. You go first. I'm sad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I will admit the humpback whale numbers have been fairly slow. And it's interesting, like, when you can tell which individuals are around because you really do get a sense of how much the whales are moving in Monterey Bay. Like we hadn't seen bottlenose in her calf for like four days, five days, something like that. I swear she moves like 20 to 25 miles a day inside the bay somewhere. And so the odds of just like picking her up are slim, but we had been seeing her almost every day for weeks. And then, um, we saw them yesterday and I don't think I'd seen her for quite a few days before that. Um, and her and her calf were. Being pretty mellow and um Kate and I both were like trying to think of who our favorite calves were for the year. And um whoa,
0: clubs this calf you're is calf.
1: You're picking favorite calves already. Not yet. We're we're just looking already? at who's in, we're just looking at who's in the running.
2: Okay, so
1: gotcha. bottlenose's calf was in the running at the beginning of the season, but then she's been keeping that calf really Busy so that it doesn't get active all the time. I feel like that's my interpretation of watching her is like she keeps that thing moving because it's like this close, like just like, like inches away <laughs> from losing its mind every day it's that we so see cute. it. And she just is like, let's go, like keep moving. Well, yesterday morning she let it lose it for a little while, which was cool. <laughs> so the calf did like a big breach and she did a t- chin slap and a tail slap. And then the calf breached a few more times and rolled around. Nice. So that was pretty fun. Um, we have still been seeing lots of rizzo's dolphins, and then occasionally Pacific white-sided dolphins and northern right whale dolphins, because I really just think the killer whale party is up off of the Farallons and off of Davenport, and all the dolphins know that, and so they've just been playing in Monterey <laughs> Bay. Wait,
0: did they're you, stoked. Did you see the dolphins yesterday at all? Yeah, all of them.
1: Um, no, I just saw Risso's dolphins. Okay. Well, we saw bottlenose dolphins too, but, oh, yeah. um uh, just Risso's dolphins yesterday, but the other boats were saying there were white sides around as yeah, well. This, yeah. The sea conditions were just too, by the time I went to go look at them, it was just too bouncy and wet. I didn't want to beat up my people. Um, but we had lots of surface active whales yesterday. So that was cool. We saw vertigo. Who's a 2016 calf. So six years old it was breaching mm-hmm. that's the other whale right. that was breaching and then so that's kind of been the main theme of the last week Rizzos, dolphins white humpback whales but we had a really glassy sunny calm day the other day
0: yeah which made yesterday not as cool
1: that's true but but except but-
0: for mm-hmm. the whale went off yeah that was so cool
1: but we saw sharks lots of sharks which was cool like it was actually like a 50 percent shark watch the other day yeah i saw two salmon sharks which were like the that was the first time i for sure like saw it good enough to be like yes this is a salmon shark like you could actually tell it apart from like a a juvenile mako or juvenile great white and then we saw a blue shark and then i saw a leatherback sea turtle finally Flipping finally.
2: Wow. How long <laughs> have you been on the water?
1: Over eight years.
2: Eight years. And this is your first. Leather. I saw a leather bag for about 42 milliseconds, but I still yeah. saw it.
1: No, this turtle was awesome. It like stayed up long enough for a bunch of boats to pass it off to each other. Yeah. It oh, really it's went, so cool. It went under just sat
2: there. Boats. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was like there's a bunch of moon jellies like 10 feet down. And I think it was just kind of like zooming around right there, subsurface the whole time, because it didn't really move a whole lot. So
2: that's so cool. It looked giant too. It
1: was yeah. pretty good sized female. Yeah.
0: I think I've seen I think I've seen bigger ones though.
1: Yeah.
2: So what are you stoked, Caitlin or what? You're in the yeah, dude. LB, Freaking awesome. What do we call it?
0: The, the
2: leatherback sea turtle club?
0: Leatherback Turtle Club. <laughs> sure. There we go.
2: Welcome. I know not have an honorary think, member.
0: Caitlin, you don't know but unless you could hear the radio, but I asked Kate like six times. Was like, Are you in your way yet? Are you in your way yet? Because then she's like, We're looking at a salmon shark. And I was like, Damn it. I was like, Get your butt over here. Caitlin needs to see this leatherback. And I was like, It's gonna... And like, there was a lot of like traffic already. So I was like, This thing is going to go yeah. down and not come back up. And then Caitlin's not going to see it. And then I'm going to be disappointed.
1: Well, I said to her, I said, Because I think she forgot. So I said to her, I was like, Well, I'll- if we get lucky and it comes up over there like great you know because i was just managing expectations because i've had other yeah. times where someone's like seen it and we go by that area 10 minutes later and like don't yeah, see it i'm really surprised you haven't seen one before yeah i just That's um timing man timing but also the captain's decision making about yeah, things not like going. yep yeah i mean I because to be honest like that turtle that was really lucky that that mini boats got to see it most of the time you know they're down for 30 minutes and then you know you don't know where it's going to come up so it is a gamble to go sit there and like get your people all hyped and then like not see it i think yeah that makes more. sense so yeah i mean there's lots of jellyfish around and that one looked like it was eating moon jelly so i'm hopeful that uh Moon jellies are a good enough menu item that it'll stay. Although that turtle looked kind of sad after it got tagged. I'm not saying that the tagging was; it's not their fault. Well, you saw it. it. Well, well, I saw a video of it. It's their fault. <laughs> I saw a video of it after it'd been tagged, and it was swimming so fast, like not even with the research boat there. Like later on, when another boat saw it with the tag on, it was like the fastest I think I've ever seen a turtle move. I was like, oh, geez. This thing's tired of boats for the day.
0: <laughs> and it was already tagged. What's the, what was the science on that?
1: What do you mean it was already tagged?
0: I believe it was already tagged, no? No. Wait, no, someone so- said something about it being tagged in like 2004.
1: No, this is the first time they've been able to tag a leatherback turtle in Monterey Bay in July since 2004. Oh. Yeah, so I guess I just, the same. They were talking about it on the radio I something thought. about how it's really early in the year or something. I honestly don't really keep up with the tagging team, um, but I knew that that Scott Benson from NOAA and the other Southwest Fisheries Science Center crew had been doing overflights and also using the Sheila B from I think that's a Moss Landing Marine Lab boat um, doing surveys because Kate um, has been in touch with him every day. Oh, they just bought to that tell- boat. No, no. Well, they rented it for the week. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. So they're surveying, I think, until tomorrow. Until I have a 16th. lot of photos
0: of that boat. Oh, right there. Of,
2: the,
1: of the Sheila B.
0: That's the, the fishing boat, right? Oh, no. I'm thinking no, of the, no. What's the boat in Monterey? You're thinking of the that. old one. The no. Monterey
1: boat? The Fulmar? The no, Steelhead?
0: The... Hold on. Sheila B boat. It's the. Uh... I thought it was the fishing boat that's out of. Um... It's not a fishing boat.
1: The San Giovanni?
0: Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, the Sheila Beast, that little aluminum one, because they have like the John Martin, the yeah, big fiberglass yeah. one, and I then they have the me. littler one. Yeah. Um, That's funny.
0: So anyway, so I, I they're doing- a, they're, I thought it was- a. The, I was like, why are they using that thing?
1: No, can you imagine trying to sneak up on a leatherback sea turtle in the San Giovanni, this giant sardine trawler? No way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I swear.
1: Anyway. Um, but yeah, so they're supposed to survey until tomorrow. So I don't know if they'll come across another one. But it was pretty interesting because like for a week or two before Kate was texting him like, um, here's where I'm seeing jellyfish at the surface. This is what kinds, like, you know, no one's called out a turtle yet. And that was That's the first pretty,
2: day. Uh, the timing there is pretty ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the odds of like your survey yeah. dates match up with when the first turtle well, of the season is sighted. Pace
0: Decker was sitting there and he's and he i guess across boats he talked to me and he was like i literally was looking at the water and i was like man all these jellies i wish there was a leatherback or whatever he said he's like I, he's like i bet there's a leatherback, and like as he said he said it like the leatherback popped up right in front of like right next to Stop
1: him. it that's yeah and so that's crazy. how that's
0: how he found it wow that's cool he was watching it under the surface the whole time like a drone but he wasn't a drone he was just standing on he top of the roof so he was just like slater it's coming up right there <laughs> that was super cool uh so yeah
1: that's my sightings humpbacks dolphins sharks turtles
0: pretty good yeah mine are pretty similar to caitlin's gotcha Uh, i saw i saw only one different whale than her yesterday was that sleepy humpback that i found before Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right before you found your two your pair
1: i was coming to you that pair saved us
0: (laughs) yeah I thought, and I, I, I heard you talking about the Fran from the day before. So I was like, I didn't even somehow I didn't click in that you even had a pair today. And I was like, Yeah. And then you were like, I'm with a pair, and I was like, Wait, you're with a pair? I was like, I'm coming. Yeah. Down. My whale's was asleep. Literally, yeah. my whale was straight up asleep. Like it was like it was like literally drifted down towards me, and then it like arched up it didn't even fluke it went down and then it it went back behind my boat and like popped up again drifted down It like did this little like circle like three just gotten a little rip and just yeah.
1: drifted while it was snapping
0: but it would like go up into the wind and then like come back and pop up like take six breaths and then do the same thing um but mm-hmm. then yeah you called out yours and i was like see ya
1: yeah <laughs> actually the other thing i We'll mention that's been pretty cool the last probably the last two weeks, but really this past week is the bottlenose dolphins have been out in front of moss landing Harbor a lot. And um, a couple times we've seen them with what we think is salmon, like they kind of throw it around a little bit because oh, yeah. they have to rip them up
0: but for sure. That photo I thought you got,
1: yeah. And then the other day I got oh. a photo where they definitely like two of them were ripping the salmon apart. And that's so that cool. was pretty funny.
0: Dude, they, they they eat a lot of cool stuff, bottlenose.
1: I, I mean, yeah, right I don't in front a of Moss. Right in front of Moss is like all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. They're catching anchovies, they're catching salmon, they're catching squid. I mean, the squid sure, fishing fleet's halibut. been parked oh, right man. out there for days. Yeah, halibut. Like, there's all kinds of food right there. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, I really wanna that. This, this is just some things that, like, there's okay. This okay. I'll okay, give two things. One, seeing sea turtles from up in the air is is easier from a tall boat, and then. One, like I feel like bottlenose dolphin inside there is kind of easy because like see what they're eating and stuff is easier yeah. from being way up high.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Because Kate's, Kate's photos that I've seen from the bottlenose in there are pretty cool because she's looking yeah. way down on top of them. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think for getting those photos of them with the salmon, that was the best. Mm-hmm. Um, But then they also have been bow riding the boat, which has been really cool because like they're just so big, you know. Like Sammy was on the boat yesterday and she, I was like, go look, go look, they're bow riding because she was standing up by me while I was driving and she went down there. She's like, that's way bigger than any dolphin I've seen bow ride the boat before because they're like twice the size of like a common dolphin or like a white you know. side. <laughs> yeah.
2: When you really get close to bottlenose, you just see their sheer size. It's, it's yeah. pretty impressive. So- and funny, coastals are smaller than offshores too. Offshores are like, are pretty big.
1: Yeah, I mean our coastal's are well fed, so they're quite rotund. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they're
2: big. Yeah, they got salmon everywhere.
1: Yeah, so yeah, but Well, it's it's been a uh,
2: good.
0: They're catching them, but the sand, fishing boats aren't.
2: <laughs> I know it's not mm-hmm. funny.
0: Rod, caught actually, it. I was like, "How many you catch?" He's like, zero, and I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> he actually I was, like, you was fishing. You should ask the of
1: this. He was actually fishing right outside where the. I do mm-hmm. where and I said I bet these dolphins are catching salmon like just being a smart <laughs> ass. And then yeah. like 20 minutes later I sent him a picture of the one with the Oh, tell.
2: you did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought, yeah, that's great.
2: <laughs> that's super cool. All
0: right, Saddam, hit it, Saddam. <laughs>
2: right. I'm a, a little I am a little Saddam. Um it's just been a, it's been hit or miss. Um uh, we had a big group of humpbacks move in uh a couple days ago. It was about 12 whales. And there's some SoCal whales in there. There's Twitch. Twitch was in there. A whale called Lori Laney. A, Lori, uh, a whale called um, Bling was in there. Um,
1: Wait, you have Bling and Blingy?
2: No, there's Blingy. Sorry. Just Blingy. Oh,
1: I was like, no, there's not bling and Blingy. No,
2: <laughs> Just Blingy. Um, and so we had a big group of humpbacks move in. And then literally the next day they were gone. So it just seems like that kind of year so far um i'm still hopeful i think in the next week or so the blue whales move in and we haven't been able to check the blue whale zone um in probably a week and a half two weeks and i think today is the first day that we're going to go check it out because we have some actually decent weather for once mm-hmm. um and where they feed typically is about 30 miles away so we're gonna haul ass out there today and um see what we see what we can see but um uh, besides that there's been thousands of dolphins the entire year which has been pretty impressive just every single day which is making me wonder why there's not more humpbacks around like i don't know where our santa barbara humpbacks are i don't know where scarlet is i don't know where dosukis is like all of mm-hmm. our our local humpbacks right. that we see
1: um i mean i feel like that's how it is with monterey too it's like we haven't seen a lot of our regulars except for a few moms you know like yeah. lim showed up for a couple of days and then disappeared and then he was back fran was a there weeks for a while. later yeah Well, fran i think just took her sweet time cuz she had a calf yeah. um but i i i keep hearing reports of whales like on the between santa barbara and here and then like between the farallons and here yeah. and so it's like they're probably all still just wandering around they're just taking a little longer to settle down yeah. than they usually do yeah. which hopefully means we'll have a really nice fall
0: but Danny yeah. said on the radio yesterday, I kind of agree with, he was like, there's mm-hmm. just so much food out there that they haven't made their way into bait. They just no reason. Like, cause we definitely have anchovies. Oh yeah. Every time I, every hundred feet, I, like a school of anchovies lit up next to my boat. So yeah. I think uh, he's right. There's just tons of food offshore and he's like, they haven't moved in yet, which is fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's,
2: I mean, between Santa Barbara and Monterey, there's Avalon Morro Bay and they're reporting a ton of whales.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, there's a lot every, of whales reported up north too. In half Moon Bay, yeah.
2: And every every time I have a friend that like does a, a boat run from like Monterey to, to Santa Barbara, they're always just like, there's just loads of whales. Yeah. Off of Moro Bay and and Avala, so, and even even down to Point Conception, I hear there's whales. That's just a little bit far out of our range for the four and a half hour tours, unless we have a really nice weather day and we can gun it at 28 knots <laughs> you know it just doesn't yeah. really make sense to burn well, the, the price wheel, of but... fuel when, you're,
1: when yeah. you're yeah that doesn't really make sense right now either with the price of fuel. yeah
2: so so we're going to check out our our blue whale feeding ground today i think that's the plan so fingers crossed they they moved in because they were they, they they were here for about a week a good good group of blue whales and then they moved out and that's kind of typical i think we they really start to settle down here like in a good blue whale year kind of later July and they'll be here August September so we'll see it's I, it's still it's not necessarily early on in the season but it's it, I don't think it's settled in quite yet so we'll Yeah.
0: See. they'll be here i think yeah, so it it'll, it'll, it'll happen we had such a crazy May compared to other years too and so i think that that it just it all happened a little earlier this year yeah or i don't the know the timing the timing's just yeah, weird something happened weird because normally our June is where it sucked and i think that our June was decently Okay, for June
1: was better than most years.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like here too. Like we had a group of thirty humpbacks move in in early February, like super, super early on. And then ever since then, it's been a group of ten whales moves in for a day or two, and then they move out and then they come back in, and then they come back out. So we'll see. It'll it'll happen. I'm not I'm not stressing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, to stick with our Antarctica theme that will be revisiting a lot yes. this summer. <laughs> um, this has been in the news cycle off and on for the last year, six months, at least since last winter. Um, but we're going to talk about the return of large feeding or large fin whale feeding aggregations to historical whaling grounds in the Southern ocean. <clears throat> so this was, um, posted on social media by a few researchers like photos and videos of this and then also it's on one of the BBC Seven Worlds One Planet episodes Yep,
2: on the first episode it's the last scene of the first episode
1: and so this is the actual paper is now out it just got released on July 7th in scientific reports and so just some background information on fin whales in the Southern Ocean uh, and looking at their recovery is, is sort of where this paper came out of. So the estimates right now for whaling for fin whales was that over 700,000 fin whales were killed in the Southern Ocean from 1904
2: to 1976. six. Seven hundred. Wait, <clears throat> say that again?
1: 700,000. A seven with five zeros after it. Oof. Yeah. Which is interesting because, I mean, that is, um, you know, what, 72 years of whaling history taking that many whales. The fin whale population for that area before whaling started was estimated to be 325,000 animals. So, oh, so over they, over they... 72 years, they took 700,000 fin whales. It was like so a
2: real. The population was actually double what they thought it was. Is that what you're saying?
1: No, I'm saying like the whales were, you know, trying to reproduce and maintain their numbers and just slowly were removed from the ocean. Like just real slow burn for 70 years, mm. you know? Cause think about, okay, so you have 325,000, you don't catch them all in one year. So they are still reproducing. And so then like some of the fin whales that were born when whaling first started, grew up to be adults that still got caught before whaling was over.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. Gosh, that's crazy.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um, the majority of whaling for fin whales happened at the northern end of the Western Antarctic Peninsula, which is where we're going during our trip. Uh oh. Um, and after whaling ended in the Southern Hemisphere, which for some species ended before the moratorium, um, we'll have to see if we can string together a better timeline of events to like kind of frame that at some point in the future. But, um, Southern right whales, I think maybe all right whales. And then like certain species in around the Southern ocean whaling, like the stock assessment was set to zero years before the moratorium was put in place because they're like, Oh, there's no more whales. (laughs) So The International Whaling Commission did do surveys of the region from 1978 to 2004 just because, I mean, the the Whaling Commission was originally established as like a fisheries management organization, basically. So they had to do stock assessments to see if they could open whaling again, Um, but also then to just know what the impact was of the fishery. And they didn't really see any whales during that time period, 1974 to 2004. They didn't really see any very many fin whales. Since the 2000s, though, whale sightings have been increasing, and um, there are some hot spots that have sort of been uh, cross-referenced by different survey groups. Um, waters parallel to the Antarctic Peninsula, the Southern Drake Passage, around Elephant Island, and the South Orkney Islands. And in 2013, there was an aerial survey around the South Shetland Islands and they estimated the fin whale population to be about 4,898, so like almost 4,900. And they Mm. had groups of up to 70 fin whales in one area together. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? I think the most I've ever seen is like 15 to 20 in one area. most fin whales
2: I've ever seen is like Six.
1: We had. I've one a, I've seen a
2: bunch of blue whales though. One spot. We
1: had one fall. I think it was 2016. Was it your first fall, Slater?
0: For me, for my time.
1: 2015, maybe. We, we had, had one fall where
0: all those blue whales, like 50 blue whales and a humpback, showed up. That,
1: that, that was that wasn't. same year.
0: Oh, then maybe yeah. But the no, fin was whales
1: 17. was not a. The fin whales were not every day. No, it was when I was still working at Monterey Bay well, Watch. It I had yeah. to be fifteen this or sixteen. Was discovery. I was at Discovery then. Because I remember being on the Blackfin during sunset trips and being like, "This is a lot of fin whales." And then, like at one point, it was like fifteen or sixteen fin whales in one area. I was like, "Whoa, hot. yeah." <clears throat> um. Okay, so this paper, you know, that's all the background information that's guiding the need for this further surveys. So they are reporting on their surveys from 2018 and 2019. Um, They did helicopter surveys, but also ship-based surveys. Like they would get on um, cruise ships that are transecting the Drake and then like, you know, hitch a ride to their study site or whatever. So um, there's some information in there about that, which also Dave Cade kind of talked about too, how he's like hitchhiked on cruise ships to get get a ride to where he's going Um, during this helicopter surveys the first year, which was March and April of 2018, they did not see any large aggregations of fin whales, except there was one group when the helicopter was moving between transect sites. So it was like technically off effort, um, oh. where they saw 15 fin whales feeding with Antarctic fur seals and chinstrap penguins.
2: Oh, which is so cool super cool That's ridiculous
1: can you imagine
2: oh uh, no i can't
1: penguins feeding with a whale
2: no literally no
1: dude From the drone imagine stoked. you have
2: a fin whale and instead of dolphins riding its rostrum it's literal penguins
1: yeah I to do, penguins
0: do that I yeah know. absolutely why would they not you think they bow ride? heck yeah you've seen it yeah in my dreams yeah Okay. I don't yeah. know if penguins can bow, right? Why would yeah, they I don't not know they they're porpoise not- out of the water? Yeah. But they don't have echo like dolphins have echolocation. Like they know if they're going to like run into the boat or not. Like the, I feel like a well, they also running from the boat,
1: like dolphins also have their pet fins are more out to help them with balance. And then they, well, all of them, except Northern right. whale dolphins have a dorsal fin Well, in Southern right wheel dolphins. So they like have a good way to balance while they're surfing, but like penguins and you see them swimming, they have their, their wings tucked into the side
2: no they flap their wings to, to when move. they're like
1: gliding though like when you see them porpoising and like gliding yeah i don't know i don't know if i real, bet right. you
2: i bet you it happens
1: well I'm gonna film we'll it we'll find out right on the back
0: of a fin whale if i was a <laughs> yeah.
1: be like just stand on it <laughs>
0: they could surf do you think on do you it. think that's how surfing was invented yeah exactly
2: <laughs> <laughs> i love that movie it's a great classic movie do you think do you think that like how we see humpbacks sometimes like like a like a pelican will get stuck in a humpback's mouth? Do you think penguins get stuck in like fin whales' mouths for a second and they're like ah,
0: awesome. you gotta spit them out? I don't know. They're so fast, man. Yeah, it's true. But doesn't matter if you're if fast sea you're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: true. If it can happen to a sea yeah. lion, it can happen to a penguin. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Who knows? So that same year. Um, where the helicopter surveys didn't see big groups of whales. The ship surveys did, they had, um, large aggregations. One was up to 50 whales and one was up to 70 whales. So they were sort of on the right track. And then the next year in 2019, they had large aggregations of up to 150 animals observed at elephant Island, which is where all that crazy footage has been coming from is from those groups. I get
0: so. a photo at sunset of that many spouts, I'll retire.
2: Literally. <laughs> that photo, that photo and that paper is so cool. It's you can't, it's like you can it's almost like not painting. even tell it's spouts. It's just like Yeah,
1: the whole horizon is just spouts. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. So cool. Um, yeah. So there's photos and videos included in the paper. So when we post it uh the YouTube link on our Facebook page in the comment section, the paper will be there. So if you want to check it out um this you just click like the supplemental information and it's pretty incredible to see um some of the lunch feeding videos i was watching and i was like this is like whale chaos there is like literally no, you don't know
2: there's no order
1: there's no organization like one whale at some point like swims out from the bottom of the frame up and like cuts off like four other whales i was like what is happening
0: yeah, and then like run into each other lunch all feeds
1: right next to another one that had just finished feeding like i don't think they planned it
2: <laughs> just imagine how much krill must be there like you
0: i can't even fathom that yeah it's so weird that the water is honestly not red that yeah. Really yeah. blows my mind
1: well i don't know if it's because they're like too high
0: because no, they're, they're flying and shots, you can see
1: like 50 some shots where in one get, frame
0: there's
2: some shots where they get down low though
0: No, it's weird to me that the water, same in Iceland. When I filmed the whales all lunch feeding, you couldn't see what they're feeding on. Huh. Maybe it's not even krill. It's just water. They're just drinking water. (laughs) It's just
2: really, really thirsty. I don't think
1: they would waste that energy to just get water. Um, So I think the other thing I'll note for people, if you watch the footage, is that they are all lunging right-handed. And think about the coloration of a fin whale's head it's white on the right side so that's like a feeding advantage because the prey get confused when they see the white they think they're still like looking up at the sky not a predator Mm. and then they open their mouth and grab it all so every fin whale you see in the video is lunging rolling on its right side
2: (laughs) and there's one humpback in the middle or a couple humpbacks in the middle really yeah it's crazy
1: um oh, so their are write up of these encounters is they're claiming that these are some of the largest feeding aggregations of baleen whales ever reported um the next closest would be like the sardine run off the coast of africa
0: really wait there's yeah. a lot of there's that many whales off the sardine run
1: sometimes yeah over I 100 the
0: sardine run is just so um hit or miss though
1: yeah and yeah and the location moves because, I, mean, um, I didn't
0: notice that many whales in there.
1: Yeah, some of the videos are like 15, 20 humpbacks, and then some of the videos are like 100, and you're like, Whoa. oh.
2: Yeah, there's, I've seen some. There's that one video in Our Planet at the end sequence, and they have this shot from the drone, and it's like there's literally like 50 whales in the frame. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there is some talk in the paper when they're writing up, like, how do these fe- feeding aggregations happen? Um, they're talking about probably some of this is culturally transmitted knowledge of feeding grounds by female baleen whales to their offspring. So showing mom, showing calves where to go their first summer. Um, and they're also calling these really large groups, like a potential rediscovery of ancestral feeding grounds, post whaling, which is like, we say that about humpbacks in California too. You know, like they're using these areas that they probably historically used and then like Either left the area because of whaling or like lost that cultural knowledge. And then a few whales figured it out and came back into those zones.
2: Well, it's also like, are those ancestral feeding grounds as productive as they once were? Probably not.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, there's a little bit of talk about that towards the end of the paper. Um, but the aggregations that they're seeing now, they do match up with whaling catch record locations hmm. um, historically, except for Elephant Island. Um, but there's sort of a caveat about that. So their records indicate that more whaling occurred closer to whaling stations and there was infrequent effort made out at elephant Island, except for on, um, the quote from the whaling logs is exceptional occasions when the whales were unusually scarce around the South Shetland islands. So the stations were at the Shetland islands. And when you just think about cost economics of whaling. The further you are from port, the more costly your trip is. So they wouldn't yeah. go that far to places like Elephant Island unless there really were no whales.
2: Yeah. And when you look at it, the peninsula, it's like if they're set up at the Shetland Islands, that's the closest to the peninsula. And then it goes the um, Elephant Island and then it goes the South Orkney Islands. So, so, so whales are like coming back to...
1: Whales are coming back to historical places because do see they have been seeing them around South Shetland Islands, Orkney Islands, off the peninsula. Um, and they probably were always at Elephant Island as well. It's just there wasn't as much whaling effort there. So there's no record.
0: Record of it, yeah. Kind of funny um, how far apart the Shetland Islands are. Like the south yeah. and north? Yeah. Like, do you know where the north ones are? Way up. Like they're not even in, they're in, they're like off of United Kingdom, you know, or off of. Wait, what? Yeah, there's uh, If you Google, if you look up Shetland Islands, yeah, it's just the same.
1: Well, area. yeah, there are. though yeah, it's because that's where who settled it.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's it's
2: same, 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 same thing. Same thing with Orkney. Yeah. There's there's Orkney yeah. Islands in the uh in the UK too. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Thanks. So those were some like, explorers, huh? Yeah.
2: Who's so Orkney col- and Shetland? Can I be friends with them? Oh, that's yeah. true. I don't want to be friends with them. <laughs> Wow. I'm your friend, never mind. Loser. No, nah, never mind.
1: Um, okay. So, fin whales have returned to the South Shetland Islands, but they haven't really been as recorded as much in Bransfield Strait, which is a historical place that they caught fin whales. Um, but they note that there are humpback whales that use Bransfield Strait now and a lot of the inshore waters of the Western Antarctic Peninsula. So, the the question then becomes like, is this a prey competition thing or like the humpbacks sort of? moving the fin whales out of those zones because they're out competing them or are there really just that much more humpback whales and so they're just re-establishing the habitat first and the fin whales will come later um it's interesting because depending on what like how you read the humpback whales range and what space they use i think there's about seven thousand humpback whales that feed off of the Western Antarctic Peninsula in a high concentration. And this paper is establishing that the population abundance estimate for fin whales is now almost 8,000 fin whales,
2: 7,909.
1: Mm. Mm. So I don't know. I guess so we're going to see how the food it's web readjusts.
2: Yeah.
0: Humpbacks, we know a lot about, but mm-hmm. like all the other whales, like, there's no like just guaranteed route that they go here and then go there you know
1: right yeah i mean the next thing on my notes is migration patterns of fin whales are poorly understood they don't even know if they're south pacific or south atlantic fin whales they don't know not where really. they're coming from yeah oh,
0: like they could be on this side and then go How to the other they side? not tag them because they don't last for like they last 72 hours at the most so what's going to happen
1: yeah, I mean, no, there's some long
0: term tags, aren't there? Yeah,
1: but putting those long term yeah, sat tags on are really invasive.
0: Yeah, like, like they get you have, all, have to like, harpoon it to into the text whale. Messages, you get it like, you know,
1: it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, you know, the. And I, I think you have, uh, I guess you don't have to get it back because it talks to the satellite every day. But those big sat tags, like, they're like several feet long and they have to harpoon into the whale and then there's been some complications in the past with like infections around Dude. the injection site or like prop, improper ejection when the tag is done working
0: we need to sedate a whale fin whale and then like take its fluke and pierce it
1: uh. but they don't fluke
0: no you just fluke you just get in the water and you He's a big uh, hole puncher. Fluke.
1: But then, how's a it going to talk to the satellite? They don't put their tail out of the water.
2: If
0: it it's when it comes up as a Put it on one. the dorsal fin.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Slater's <laughs> got so like, so like all dope. the answers.
1: Can you imagine trying to keep a full grown fin whale at the surface when it's sedated? Or so you think it just sink down? Yeah.
0: No, they would float. Just give them like a. Whoa, I'm blurry. <laughs> just give them like a, you know, a trazodone. That's what we give the dog. so you give a dog when it has anxiety. So just give them like twenty of those. <laughs> it probably wouldn't More even feel that, it, honestly. No. no, no. God, I wonder how much of like any dosage of whale would need to like make it feel anything.
1: I think the only people that have really started to figure that out are some of the stranding teams in Australia, and the disentanglement teams. um the north atlantic because they they, they
0: have done it to some like
1: i think they have administered sedative to north atlantic right whales during disentanglement just to get the whale to calm down (laughs) um and then in australia i know they have some pretty good examples of when they've decided to euthanize an animal on the beach um because it's just like there's no way it's going to successfully be refloated yeah so Mm -hmm dang yeah
0: so we're out but there doing crazy stuff
1: we're trying but man it's not easy
0: <laughs> well if they need help let me know, you know i'm here.
1: <laughs> i'll wrangle a fin whale and put a tag on a source fin's fine
0: i really like that the snot bot is dropping uh from the drone i'd be i dropping the tags on the, the oh yeah stuff. yep oh i yeah. saw that yeah it was super cool uh, dude that'd be fun
1: <laughs> that would I'd take some it. major skill
0: Uh, we could do it. Yeah.
1: Okay. So just last notes I'll make about, um, just kind of following up with your guys, your comments about like, uh, habitat use and food. So again, referring to this, uh, Sivoka 2021 paper, this paper is pretty monumental at this point. I mean, it's been cross-referenced in a lot of papers we're talking about. Um, so his paper suggests that baleen whales before whaling, we're consuming about 430 million tons of krill every year. The current okay. estimate of biomass and the of krill in the area today available to be eaten is about half that.
2: Yeah. So that, I mean, so- in my mind, that's why like we're slowly starting to see them go back to those ancestral feeding grounds. But at the same time, it's like they're just not as productive as they once were.
1: Yeah, but I think that this further supports the idea of the whale pump. Like you need yeah, humpbacks absolutely. there or you need baleen whales there to support that food web. And yeah. um, especially because there was always this theory. I don't, I think we talked about it maybe a long time ago on the podcast, but there was, there's always this theory um, during whaling that if they removed a bunch of whales from the Southern ocean, that there was gonna be like a krill surplus.
2: Yeah, because the whales weren't stopped, eating it anymore. Yeah, it's the other
1: way around. And that's not true. There's There was never a krill surplus. Yeah. Which, you know, shows that those two things are very closely linked to each other.
0: How funny is that?
1: Well, and it, it's like, it's, I'm going to
0: eat you and poop you out. And then you're going to make more of yourself because I pooped on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, so funny.
1: Well, basically, because they pooped on their food.
0: Yeah it's it's
2: crazy that like we could literally it, if if whale populations recover to a certain point they're literally like a weapon against climate change
1: mm-hmm.
2: like that's crazy to think about
0: yep. it really sucks that we just had to kill them in the first place like yep. really i God think damn, i think the like honestly Lanterns. it's just born in the wrong like if we could have just had that stuff a little earlier
2: yeah, Thomas Edison, dude. Why weren't you yeah, a but little bit earlier?
1: Then we're generating power now from fossil fuels, and that's not really doing anybody any favors either. Oh,
2: dang! It's just like it, if that—I—I I, I honestly think the world would be a completely different place if the whaling era never happened.
0: I think we'd be but, destroying it one way or another somehow. Yeah. I guess
2: I—I think so, but but the the quantity of whales, unless there was like a huge die-off because the they the oceans literally
0: couldn't support that many whales. I think without no. the whaling like, no era. No matter like... what, I feel like we were gonna kill whales. Like somehow, I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I just whaling was timed so closely with the industrial revolution, and like literally was Kinda the had fuel. To happen. The fuel for the industrial revolution, right? Like we didn't have these monumental leaps in human technology without having a fuel source to to do it, and whales were it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, we just, we never stop to think about how, what we're doing is going to wrap, um, is going to like have ramifications across the ecosystem. Like yeah. when we're doing it, we're just like, this is great. Let's do more of it. And then we just go overboard and then we're like, oh shoot. Just, now we I messed was, this up I, again.
2: I always I think the same thing when like, when you have an invasive species problem and then they introduce another invasive species to get rid of that invasive species, it's just like,
0: wow, well, let's just get rid that's
2: of so, it. Like it's just that's the, the worst, worst literally that's the worst thing
0: possible. you can do. Uh, yeah. It, I wonder how much of the whales were even consumed though, you know, like it was literally just for oil, you know? Hmm. So there's like pretty much kind of a waste besides the oil part of it. Yeah. Which is why we probably have like all the stuff we have today. So why can't we like thank them now and be like, you know what? We're going to help you recover since we don't need you anymore. Like, as far as like oil, like we don't need you to feed ourselves or to, you know, how do blood. you want to? How do let's... you want
1: to thank them? By what helping
0: them shake their hand, <laughs> shake their Grab a flipper, dude, and swim around. <laughs> I'm just saying you, like, oil. like how, how can we not be like, you know what? We have cars and computers and cameras and all these things basically because we use them for fuel to get further in life. Mm So, I don't know. Maybe let's just pick up the road with their bones instead. Why don't we just freaking make ropeless gear?
1: I think in the future, we just also need to look at, like, how connected things are before we start taking a bunch of something out of the ecosystem.
0: Well, there's not much left, so it's kind of (laughs) like, I don't know where we're going to decide to be like, oh, you know what? (laughs) Like, unless... (laughs)
2: Well, it's, it's like, it's like with, those, with those pipelines and stuff that are always going on in, in Canada and, and up north. It's like, okay, let's not do that. Like that's, that's something we could fight telling, for, right? I telling, like,
0: yeah, I was telling Caitlin about like, my friend said something the other day about like gas prices. And it's like, yeah, they're really high, but it's like, think about how many cars are driving on the road every day. Like how much fuel is being put in tanks yeah. every day. Yeah, like it's pretty crazy well, like it kind of it almost makes sense at a time. i get that we could try to get it lowered but it's like we're also just like consuming so much gas like
2: we also need to be paid more because the cost of living is just horrible
1: well yeah i mean i think there's a whole like profiteering thing that's happening in the oil industry that is criminal like some people Not at the top sure. are making way too much money but at the same time it's like how much is fossil fuels like really actually worth to us when you think it's about just, the impact on our planet
2: it's not sustainable you can't sustain and
1: our but also like i think uh, we should be paying more per gallon for it but Absolutely. the money should get redistributed in a different way because like think about how much damage we're doing to our planet to use this fuel source yeah
2: it should come back to so us, us in some way
0: shouldn't it be expensive
1: shouldn't it be something that holds a high dollar value oh it's like sushi sushi
0: i i think you should be able to because sushi but it should be a high dollar amount because you can you can
2: you can survive without sushi you can have sushi as a delicacy but in in our transportation world you can't have gas as a delicacy like you need it to get around you need right now yeah
1: there are no right now now. sources yeah that are affordable we truly don't know
0: if electricity is that much better right now Well, right now
2: it's, it's not because it's pulling from the grid, which is just fossil fuels, Yeah, but like to make all of
0: the stuff that is exactly, it might even just be just as bad. But if
2: we all start to invest in electric cars and, and renewable energy resources, solar, wind, whatever the the case is, (laughs) I I get it, but there has to be a change somewhere
1: even if you can't afford to put solar panels on your house guess what you can vote for someone who's on your city council that then can yep. make it a rule cheaper. for government buildings in your area or who can put legislation in to make it cheaper to incentivize yep. people to do it you know there's other ways you can do it if even if you can't directly afford it there are people out there who can that's, make those that's the rules the whole
2: point of guess democracy the US, right like-
0: no Rich one our people. age owned house. Not, yeah, us. No, not, <laughs> not us, us. Not us.
2: Like, not I. Unless like, you live in freaking Kentucky.
0: I don't even know if I want to own a house. It doesn't sound that fun. I have to fix <laughs> right? Like.
1: No, but I mean. But. Man,
0: freaking a billion dollars for an apartment right now.
1: <laughs> like, what if you, what if someone ran for your city council or whatever, your county or whatever, and they, like said, any new building that's constructed has to have solar panels on it. Oh, That'd be dope. I live
0: in Monterey where they're not allowed to make new buildings and two, the <laughs> that's old because there's no water. Yeah. There's and,
1: no water for new buildings. <laughs> and
0: and second to that, the people that own these buildings are really old. And they're not changing their ways now. So
1: but yeah, you well know, they're gonna die soon. So think think outside the box. There are people that can change the system that you can put that you can empower and support even if you don't have any power over your current situation. Well, yeah. Like
2: freaking Caitlin Taylor. She's going to change the world.
0: Well, imagine if they put solar panels on this whole apartment complex, right? And like That'd be it, incredible. And, it, and then it lowered our electricity bill.
1: That would be awesome. Yeah.
0: And that's, what, that's what should happen. For exactly. Rent, so it would just go up. Like, it would that's what should be happening.
1: Me.
0: No, yeah, but, but that... Me
2: that y- you'd think companies would want to reinvest in what they have like that a- apartment complex should be taking that $3,000 you're giving every month and everybody else in that apartment complex is giving them every month and reinvesting it into stuff like that. But people just have this sense of money, 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 just keep sitting on it. I guess. I don't know.
1: I mean, why do we have to have money? That was the stupidest thing we ever. Just yeah, to do. It's dumb. Humanity. Why can't we,
2: why can't <laughs> we like, could, why can't we work in currency of like air? no yeah, it would food. have been
0: food and then the problem is is we'd be trading our salt we'd run out of it and then we'd be trading their turkeys and it be like oh no we're out of turkeys and it'd be like next next thing now we're trading <laughs> we're whales too, we're, we're too
1: greedy we're too greedy it's the worst
2: it's the american dream it's all bullshit <laughs> just it's
1: just capitalism
2: <laughs> it's capitalism it's true
1: Anyway. Right. <laughs> anyway, so we start, we this tried time. not to have this rant but we're having this rant. So we're having this whale rant. of the week is actually not a whale. It's yeah, a I... <laughs> leatherback sea turtle.
2: <laughs> I was looking at that. It was the first like the first thing I looked at when I was looking at our notes and I was like whale of the week leatherback turtle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for listening and um, as you can tell we're stoked to go to Antarctica. I hope we see a whole bunch of fin whales because they're my favorite baleen whale, just saying.
2: Are they really? Yeah. Why?
1: Cause they're cool looking and they're mysterious.
2: They are very mysterious.
1: All right. Well, thanks everyone. Have a good rest of your week. Thank thanks you guys. Listening. Talk Bye. soon. Bye.